0: continue to pray for uh, those around us. Well, if you have your Bible, you can take it to Genesis chapter number 41. Genesis chapter number 41. We are continuing the lesson in which we started last week, and hopefully we'll get done with it tonight. We will for sure. And uh, Joseph the prophet, part number four. Uh, Yeah, part number three. It's finishing up part number three, but it's the fourth lesson on that. But uh, Joseph was a prophet of the Lord. Uh, he foretold some things. Um, he preached the truth uh, on that. But uh, you look at this tonight: um, Pharaoh's dreams, and uh, Pharaoh had a couple of dreams. So let's take our Bibles. We've got it open to Genesis chapter number forty-one. We're going to look at those dreams just so we understand exactly what's taking place here, and. Uh, Pharaoh uh, has had a couple of dreams, and he needs an answer. He's not for sure exactly what's taking place, but he's, uh, he's asking uh, prayer for, uh, or he's asking uh, for guidance, direction. He doesn't know exactly what's taking place, so he needs to know. Genesis chapter 41, and let's begin reading in verse number 25 is where we'll pick up tonight. And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, the dream of Pharaoh is one. God has showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. So what happened was is God revealed to Pharaoh the truth or the future, basically what's going to take place in the future. Now, uh, thankfully, God gave Joseph the wisdom to understand the dream, okay? Verse 26, and the seven good kind are seven years, and the seven good years ears are seven years, the dream is one. So what he's telling him, he's telling Pharaoh, your dream that you've had it's one dream. I know that it was split into two different dreams, but it's one dream. God's trying to reveal to you what's gonna take place. The seven years, the seven, the seven good, or it represents seven years, seven years. And the seven thin, and the ill-favored, verse 27, and the ill-favored kind that uh, came up, uh, them are seven years, and seven empty ears blasted with the east wind shall be seven years of famine. So what he's ta- he told him, he's got seven good years, and seven famine years, or or seven bad years. This is the thing, verse number 28, this is the thing which I have spoken to you unto Pharaoh, which God is about to do, he showeth unto Pharaoh. Behold, there come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt, and there shall arise after them seven years of famine, and all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land and the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of the famine, uh, following for it shall be very grievous, For and for that dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice, and it is because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. <clears throat> now, therefore, let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise, and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years. So Pharaoh, uh, not only is, is Joseph interpreting the dream, but he's given some Pharaoh some instructions to follow. Can you imagine standing before Pharaoh, the, the king of Egypt, basically the ruler of Egypt, and he begins to give him instructions. Uh, this is what you need to do, Pharaoh. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's bold. I think that's bold. But I think that he was following the Lord's leadership as well because he was just interpreting the dream, Genesis 41 and verse 35. And let them gather all the food of those good years that come and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh and let them uh, keep food in the cities and the food shall be the, for store to the land against the seven years of famine which shall be in the land of Egypt that the land perish not through the famine. So here we are, Joseph Joseph reveals or God reveals Pharaoh's dream. So we looked at Joseph, but I also want to look at this, this revelation, this uh, illustration that God uses here when talking about this dream revealed to him, uh, is an illustration of salvation. You say, what do you mean? How is it an illustration of salvation? There's a couple points, couple things here. Why is it an illustration of salvation, this revelation that God gives Joseph? So God allows Joseph to see the answer to the dream i think about that for just a moment can you imagine being in joseph's position uh, you've just gotten out of jail and uh, you're standing before the king and he or the pharaoh and he wants you to tell what the dream means okay so he he reveals to him the dream so first of all as an illustration of salvation we see that god is gracious or the revelation is gracious pharaoh's conduct pharaoh's uh his country they were unholy they didn't love god they didn't worship god they didn't they didn't uh point their direction to god at all but god was gracious in allowing him to see this revelation allowing him to see what was coming to pass uh think about for a moment if you would uh Pharaoh never found out about the seven years of good and the seven years of, of bad. They would have been through a terrible famine in the land where also not only was it in Egypt, but if you'll look and we go forward in time and uh, the Egyptians weren't the only ones affected by the famine. You go to Israel and they were affected by the famine so much that uh, that, uh Joseph's dad sends his brothers to Egypt to get food because they're affected by the famine. But all of this took place was because God was gracious enough to show Pharaoh. But God was gracious enough to show us salvation. Where would I be without without salvation? Where would we be without the without the opportunity of salvation? Just like these guys would have been up a creek without a paddle if they would not have had the graciousness of God. The grace of God. We see the illustration of salvation. We see that it's gracious, number two. We also see that it's a pretty important. You say, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? It was very important that he understood or that he got the revelation. Do you know how important it is that you get saved? Do you know how important it is that that you know about salvation? This world, if without salvation, dies and goes to hell. You can have all the religion you want. You can have all the church you want. But unless you are born again, you can't see heaven. And that's the importance of the message in which Joseph delivered, the importance of the message in which Pharaoh received. You know, it's so important. So important. I want to read to you a text in Mark chapter number 8. Mark chapter number eight, he says, in verse number 36, he says, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? You think about Pharaoh. He was a he was a he, he was rich. He had all everything going for him. He was the leader. But what does it gain you if you gain the whole world and lose your own soul? This is the importance of the message tonight. The importance of salvation is same as the importance of. Of the message in which Joseph delivered, we see the great how gracious in revel- in the illustration of salvation, how it's gracious it's important, but it was certain <coughs> it was certain to happen. look in verse number 32, or verse, uh, yeah, verse number 32, and for that dream, the verse chapter 41, Genesis 41, verse 32, and for that dream was doubled. What did God do? He wanted to make sure that Joseph knew and Pharaoh knew that it was, it was certain to happen. What does that mean to you and me? How, is, how, is that, how does that relate to salvation? It's certain that you better know for sure. It's certain because what happens if you don't know the Lord? The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so if I don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, there's only one or two there's only one or two places I can go when I die. And if I don't know the Lord, guess where I'm going. I'm going to hell. So it's certain that you and I will face death. It's certain that you and I will, will face the end. So not only is this we see the illustration, God's gracious, it's important, it's certain. But it's comforting, it's comforting. You say, how is this comforting? Look in chapter 41, verse 16. Look what he says in 16. When he first came to Joseph, and Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it is not me, God shall give Pharaoh an answer of what? Of peace. God was gonna give Pharaoh peace. God was gonna give Pharaoh a comfort. How comforting is it to know that you've been born again? how comforting is it to you to know that you are going going to heaven that hey when i die there's not a worry in my mind i don't have a i don't have a doubt i don't have i don't have fret i don't fret about tomorrow because i know where i'm going to spend eternity yeah. and just like this, this word was comforting to Pharaoh because he knew what was going to come. And just like I know what's going to come, when I take my last breath, there is no sin to worry. There's no reason to, uh, I can comfort in those words that I will be with Jesus Christ. The Bible says in uh, Romans chapter 5 and verse 1, he said, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Look, when, when all this world is, is turmoil and we don't know what's going on and, and what is going on, we can have peace in God. And just like right now, right now just like right now, hey, man, we don't know. <laughs> look, we look at, and again, I said this last week and I'll say it again, don't look to the government for answers. Look to him. Because God's the only one that can give us peace. When all this is going on, we need peace. Who can comfort us? God can. God's the only one that can comfort us. God's the only one that can give us comfort in this time. Uh, illustration of salvation is gracious. It's important. It's certain. It's comforting. It's timely. You say, it's timely. Yeah, what do you mean? Look at verse 32. He said, and for that dream was doubled unto twi- uh, unto Pharaoh twice. It is because this thing established by God uh, and God will what? shortly bring it to pass. It was timely. It was about to happen. It was going to happen. They didn't know exactly when it was going to take place. They just knew that it was going to take shortly. Uh, The Bible says in Romans chapter number five and verse number six, he said, for when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly in the right time. The exact time. You think, about, you think about that for just a second, Brother Blackie. When God came to this earth, the exact time, the exact place, Amen. the exact everything going on, the timeliness of God Amen. was when God came and paid for our sins. It was the right time. Amen. For in that time, hey, salvation is timely. You better, you better know for sure. You better know for sure. But look, when God warns and and provide, when God warns of something to come, guess what he always provides? Deliverance. He always provides a peace. He always provides a way through. So we see that it's timely. We see that it's gracious. It's important. It's certain. It's comforting. And then lastly, number six, it's urgent. It's urgent. In verse number 32, he says, uh, in that same verse, he will bring it shortly to pass. But well, I want to read you a text in 2 Corinthians. It's urgent. The most urgent thing that you and I need need to know, if you're not born again, you better make, make sure that you're on your way to heaven. It's urgent. It's urgent that you know. Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter number 6 and verse number 2, For he saith, I have heard thee in time accepted, and, that, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. What is what is Paul saying in Second Corinthians? Is the same thing that this illustration is given to us. Today is the day of salvation. Don't put it off till tomorrow. Look, Pharaoh didn't know when this was going to take place. All he knew that it was it was shortly fixing to take place. It was shortly gonna it was shortly gonna bring it to pass. You and I don't know what tomorrow holds for our own lives. So it's important to know for sure that you're on your way to heaven. Because that is the most important decision you'll ever make in your whole entire life. That who you marry is important. What kind of job you have is important. But ultimately, the most important thing that you'll ever do, the most important decision you'll ever make in your life is knowing for sure that you're on your way to heaven. Because without Christ, where would you go? Where would you go without Christ? You'd go to hell. And without Christ, nobody wants to go to hell. Nobody does. I don't know anybody. I you know, I've talked to very few people that said, you know what, I want to go to hell. I've not talked to very many people like that. I want to give you a couple thoughts before we close. The prophet Joseph, I want you to think about this for just a moment. His message that he preached. His message that he preached predicted doom. You think about it predicted doom, it predicted destruction. Did it not? hey, seven years of of destruction, seven years of uh, of famine, seven years, uh, but with the doom, guess what he preached? Deliverance. He preached the answer. And just like God has a plan. When it seems like there's doom, when it seems like there's destruction, when it seems like, man, it's not gonna win, God has a plan to win. And God always has a plan to win. So with the doom, God gave gave, uh, the deliverance. You say, what is that? What does that have to compare to me? You know, one day the rapture will come. One day the coming of the Lord, he'll come in those clouds and we'll get out of here. But do you know what the spell is? The next spell, the next thing that's gonna take place to this world is destruction. It's gonna be bad. You think it's bad now. You think, you think that what's taking place now is, is terrible. And I'm not trying to make light of what's taking place right now. Because please do not let me, do not think that. Because it's bad. Yeah. But the rapture, the tribulation period that comes will be terrible. It, it, today. it will be. And you don't want to be here. But there's destruction. That's doom. But God has a way for us to escape that. Amen. And that's salvation. You go all the way back to Noah in the Old Testament. Noah's building this ark. Noah preaches years and years and years. The Bible says that he was a righteous preacher. The Bible tells us that he preached and told people, it's going to rain, it's going to rain, it's going to rain, it's going to rain, it's going to rain. I'm building a boat. You better get on the boat. If you're going to die. You're going to die in the rain. Well, time came that him but his family nobody believed him but his sons and their wives so they got all, all and god shut the door and it began to rain and all those people standing out that door all those people standing out that ark were left behind and couldn't get on the ark because the door was shut the day will come when the door shuts and you can't get saved the day will come when it door when the door does shut and you won't have that deliverance. You won't. You can't get that deliverance because with with God there is doom. If you don't get saved, it's it's hell. But God has a deliverance. God has a a way. He has selected a plan for you and me, and that plan is salvation. And Jesus Christ. That's right. Amen. That's right. But when we were without strength, Christ died for the ungodly. Amen. Christ came and died for us. Hey. That is doom. Man, you preachers, all you do is preach doom. No, I preach deliverance to you tonight. Christ wants to deliver you from what? What's he going to deliver me from? I'm going to tell you what he's going to deliver you from. Your sin, hell, death, the grave. Look, God had a plan. God had a plan in place. But you see his message predicted doom, but God provided deliverance. But not only did did God select a plan... But God had, a, God had something for Joseph to tell to tell Pharaoh. He told him, not only here's the, here's the message, but here's how you get through this. Here's how you overcome this famine. He said, verse number 33, he said, Now, therefore, Pharaoh, look out a man, discreet and wise, and set him over the land of Egypt. Joseph told him, he said, there's going to be doom, there's going to be deliverance, but here's the man you're going to do it with. A wise man, a discreet man that you can put over top of Egypt. Wow. So you say, why do you say that, Brother Trenton? Because God always has a plan. When there's doom, when there's destruction, when there's a famine, when you don't know where to go, guess what God has? God has a plan. You look up. Now, you got to look up. That's right. That's right. A wise man, a wise man, a discreet, uh, discreet man. Bible says in Ezekiel 22 and verse number 30, I sought for a man, somebody to, hey, someone to step up. Not only this, and then I'm gonna be done. I'll be done in just a few minutes. Take advantage of the opportunities that God's given you. So you say, what do you mean by that? Look in verse number 35. He says, he said, and let them gather all the food of the good years that come. Joseph gave him the outline of how to do this. He said, not only here's the message of doom, it's going to have a famine, but there's going to be some good years. You get somebody discreet and wise you put over top of Egypt, but not only that, but during those seven good years, you plant extra, you plant more, you harvest more, you plant like a bunch because you're, you're going to harvest all that and save it for those seven bad years. So God was telling Joseph, explain to them, save and prepare For the seven bad years. And that food. That food. You store it up. You store it up. And in that land. You'll be able to live off of those seven good years. If you will just save. And prepare. And pack it up. Man. What is God telling us to do? Take advantage of opportunities. Do you know he's coming? Do you know what's coming? Then prepare for it. Then prepare for it. I will say this, Joseph was faithful to speak. Joseph was faithful to serve God, no matter what. He stood before Pharaoh. He could have made all kinds of pleas to Pharaoh, but do you know what he said? I will tell you the truth. I'll tell you the truth. And because of him being faithful to speak and to serve, guess what takes place? Guess who that discreet and wise man that he appoints? It's Joseph. He appoints Joseph to be in charge. And that's what we'll talk about next week. But, before we close, do we have any questions? Anybody have any questions here? you have any questions or comments? I have a comment. Go ahead. Make a comment, just in case someone has a question. Go ahead. Uh, you, know, that, you know, that lesson right there for the trend is parallel with Lazarus and the rich man. Yes, sir. God's man went where? To heaven. And where did the rich man go? Because he didn't know God. He went to hell. That's right. And, you know, I had a choice before I got saved. The choice was either heaven or hell. Yes. And I chose heaven. That's right. And that's what unsaved people need to do. That's right. Trust Jesus Christ as that same That's right. That's right. The rich man, had all he had all riches and everything. Anything oh. he could have done. Yeah, he, he could do anything while he was on earth and everything. He had the capability, the, the means, the wealth and everything to do whatever he wanted to do. That's right. But yet he couldn't buy his way into heaven. That's right. He went to hell. That's happen? right. Because no amount of money, no amount of church going, right. no amount of confession, no amount of communion, no amount of membership will ever take a person to heaven. Oh. It's Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Amen. And he is the only way a person can get to heaven. So you say, What do you mean, Brother Trenton? The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 13, listen to these words. I'm quoting Bible, it's Bible. These things have written unto you that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. So, what does the Bible tell me? He says that I can know that I'm going to heaven. I know my name is Trenton Ray. Vernon Stevix. Guess what? But I know that I know that I know I'm going to heaven. Why? Because there was a day in my life when I asked Christ to save me. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That took place right I remember specifically where I was when I cried out to him. But I'm telling you, that has to happen. It doesn't matter. The rich man went to hell, not because he was rich. The rich man went to hell because he refused to Jesus Christ. Yes. And that's the only reason someone will ever go to hell, is they refuse. But you say, well, that's doom. That's doom. That's right. But there is a deliverance. Oh. And the deliverance is Jesus Christ. The deliverance is the blood of the lamb. The deliverance is there's power in the blood. That's the deliverance. It is. Nothing more and nothing less. Because of God's salvation. Not mine, but he is. is. So, do you know the Lord? If not, I encourage you to know him. I encourage you to, uh, to ask Christ to save you. You say what do i say how do i pray you ask christ to save you i'm not good enough to save myself i'm asking you to save me and you trust in him alone that's how you ask him let's let's uh, let's go to the lord in prayer dear lord i thank you today i pray that if there's one that's listening wow we're praying that they say they don't know for sure they're way to heaven. I pray right now they'll stop what they're doing and pray this prayer. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know that without you, I would go to hell. But I'm trusting you and you alone to take me to heaven. Lord, save me. Forgive me my sins. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You say, Brother Trenton, I said that prayer for the first time in my life. Hey, you're born again. Let us know by way of commenting or by way of calling or getting a hold of us. We'd love to know. But I'm I'm done. But I want to encourage you. This weekend... We're going to have drive-in service. Looking forward to that. We're going to hook up the speakers. We'll have the outdoor, the uh, portable sound system outside again. And uh, we're going to work on the volume a little bit before church. You can tune into the radio, 88.9. While you're listening there, you can have your window down. But make sure you come to drive-in church. We're looking forward to that. We're going to be playing. I won't be playing. Brother Blackie be playing the accordion. Miss Stacy be playing the piano. And we'll do some singing. And we'll take up a uh, social distancing offering. Got a six-foot pole to do that. I'm looking forward to that. And I looked at the weather. It's clear. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. Make sure you come. Bring somebody with you. Bring an extra car. And we'd love to fill that parking lot up. Last Sunday, we had about 18 or 19 cars somewhere around there. I don't know exactly where we're at. But, hey, we'd like to get over that 20 mark and uh, come and uh, be with us Sunday at 11 o'clock. Uh, for drive in church. Now, Sunday school, we'll have Sunday school at uh, 10 o'clock, like normal, uh, live, and uh, we'll do a kid's Sunday school there for about 25, 30 minutes, and, uh, then we'll be back in the drive, in the driveway, having church. Thank you all for listening tonight, and, uh, we'll see you guys Sunday.